I've been a big fan of Shreya's writing with Inside Podcasting and her desire to apply everything she learns in the podcasting space. Her strong marketing background in other digital channels has made for some great conversations, including one that we both thought would make a great article. So let's dive into the differences, or lack thereof, between social media influencer marketing and podcasting. Hi, I'm Brian Barletta, and this is the audio version of the Sounds Profitable article, The Influencer Marketing Advantage, narrated by its author, Shreya Sharma. Special thanks to Podsites for sponsoring this article. Podsites, podcast attribution. Go to podsites.com for more details. Can you say introduction? Introduction. Awesome. Writing for TechCrunch, Christina Rubino and Grant Girondo point out the lack of centralized conversion analytics in podcast advertising. They highlight how growth marketers best utilize podcast ads, personalized endorsements that drive conversions. Reading this article, I was struck by an epiphany. Hostread ads are basically podcasting's version of influencer marketing. Let that sink in. After all, aren't podcasters in their own right influencers? But depending on who you ask, the two channels can incite fairly different reactions and expectations. There seems to exist a notion that host-read podcast ads, and podcast ads in general, are not as effective as influencer marketing, which, by the way, earned about $10 billion last year. This notion exists because of a perceived lack of transparency related to the analytics behind distribution, consumption, and conversion on the podcast hostred ad side. On the surface, this lack of clarity seems to be a fair concern. After all, what marketer wouldn't demand measurable results from their advertisement channel or prefer a channel that does provide greater analytical clarity? But influencer marketing suffers from data limitations that are even more limited than way perceived podcasting to be, especially when it comes to client-side data. Marketers seem stuck on the fact that podcast host-read ads are able to attribute quote-unquote downloads, not listens, while they continue to spend ad dollars on social media influencer marketing to boost metrics analogous to listens, such as impressions and views. Influencer marketing is seemingly exempt from performance metrics-related criticism, while podcast host-read ads are not. This dichotomy of perception and preference is really weird because ultimately, podcast advertising and influencer marketing are kind of the exact same thing. This approach is leading to an undervaluation of podcast host-read ads as an effective marketing channel. Marketers demand a standard of performance from host-read ads that they do not demand from the influencer marketing channel, which is roughly 10 times larger. Can you say understanding influencer marketing? I like it. So there are three parties involved in influencer marketing. First, you've got the brands, which have brand-focused objectives like growth, awareness, engagement, etc. Then you've got the individual online influencers who are quasi-celebrities with clout and large followings that potentially include the target audiences of a given brand. Third are marketers like me, who are addicted to personifying brands. We spend hours pondering over questions like, 
If this brand walked into a bar, what would they say? Or what kind of clothes does your brand love to wear? Marketers help brands achieve their objectives by partnering them with social media influencers who seem to most closely personify the brand in real life. The idea is that the consumers don't care about the marketer's brand, but only care about the influencer's opinion of that brand. How much an influencer marketing campaign costs usually depends on the number of followers they have. A WebFX guesstimate or a rule of thumb seems to be to shave two zeros off of the number of followers to give you an average cost. Collaborations between brands and influencers can take different shapes and forms. A brand can send an influencer free samples to review or provide an influencer with products that can be used as giveaways or simply pay for sponsored posts on the influencer's social media channels. Can you say sound familiar? Sound familiar. Hosted ads are appealing to marketers and brands for precisely the same reason that social media influencers are. Ultimately, they are celebrities in their chosen domains. They are thought leaders who create communities around topics, personalities, and opinions. Communities that care deeply about the host's opinions. Steve Pratt, who is the vice president of the branded audio production house up here in Vancouver, Pacific Content, agrees. He says both podcast hosts and influencers are able to provide major value to brands because of the relationships they have with their audiences. The audiences feel like they know them, they are trusted, and when they make an authentic, genuine recommendation, people trust the hosts enough to convert at very high levels compared to generic spots. I agree with Steve. Social media influencers and podcasters are both watering holes where thirsty audiences are drawn to consume content and engage in discussion. Marketers use the exact same criteria to partner brands with podcasts that they use to partner brands with influencers. They both choose hosts who seem to most closely personify the brand and its target audience in real life. I mean, the e-commerce platform BigCommerce regards Audible's partnership with Tim Ferriss for The Tim Ferriss Show as an example of influencer marketing that even includes podcasting. There is one key thing you need to know about this $10 billion influencer marketing channel. It is difficult to draw meaningful conclusions directly from the data generated by social media influencer marketing. To make the data meaningful, you need to correlate it to multiple other sets of data, such as Google Analytics, website traffic, um, social media engagement, backend e-commerce data, etc. And finding meaningful correlations between these data sets is a time-consuming and mentally taxing process that drives up the costs of the insights gained from such data. Marketers cannot afford to spend this much time on just one thing and one channel. So my quest here is to prove that podcast ads, which do not suffer from this problem, deserve more appreciation for their ability to provide intrinsically meaningful advertisement data. Okay, what about tracking influencer marketing? I don't like that one either, but can you say it? <laughs> Marketers commonly use the following methods to measure hard results, like sales, conversions, and subscriptions, attributable to an influencer marketing campaign. 
So the first one is attribution via unique coupon codes that influencers can include in their social posts. The marketer will then compare on the back end how many sales can be attributed to that specific coupon code. The second one is attribution via trackable affiliate links that indicate the source of a purchase. Typically, the performance of an affiliate link is measured on a website analytics dashboard such as Google Analytics or WooCommerce. Apps like GoAfPro also track revenue from links given to influencers. And then the third one is attribution by unique landing pages for each individual post by an influencer. This one's simple enough to understand. All three of these methodologies are also low-tech examples of ways to track a campaign's success in podcasting. While larger social media platforms like Twitter do offer campaign lift reports similar in scope to what we see in podcasting, social media advertising is not the same as social media influencer marketing. Platforms specifically dedicated to influencer marketing, such as Upfluence, don't offer campaign lift reports or even talk about attribution on their website because they lack the ability to get the data needed to build them. Remember what I said earlier about marketers, just like me, who don't have the time necessary to correlate reams and reams of influencer marketing data to get them to make sense. So about that. An influencer marketing hub survey made the following observations about the state of influencer marketing this year. Only 67% of respondents bother to even measure the ROI for influencer marketing. Only 9% of the respondents say that conversion attribution is the most important criteria when evaluating influencers, even though as much as 33.6% of them say that increasing total sales is the main purpose of these campaigns. The percentage of respondents who use influencer platforms for conversion attribution has actually fallen from 33% in 2020 to 24% in 2021. In fact, in the 2021 blog report by Influencer Marketing Hub, the terms conversion and attribution only turn up once. Okay, can you say what's missing? What's missing? Let's start with the fact that it's difficult to attribute a specific sale to an influencer with 100% confidence. Now, there are ways to deal with this. Amanda Milovich of Serendipit Consulting states, applying as many tracking metrics as possible within the CTAs is the way to go. To me, this seems like an unsophisticated solution. As a marketing director at my day job, I handle attribution reports from multiple platforms and would love a clear report at the end of the campaign, just telling me what the results were. Regularly, I have to match Google Analytics and correlate spikes in website visits to an influencer's post, and this is a highly inefficient use of my time. Compare this to the gratitude I feel for when campaign lift reports for podcast ads solve this problem. They provide standalone data that can be trusted, since it's offline tracking. Evo Terra, podcast's philosopher and the editor of this piece, backs me up on this when he says, Influencer marketing is pretty nebulous, and any reporting has to be done in aggregate, often with very different metrics. Podcast advertising, assuming dynamically inserted host red, is quite centralized. 
doesn't matter if the download happened on Google Podcasts or Spotify. Now let's talk about the potential difference in reception when audiences are exposed to ads by podcast hosts versus influencers. It's possible for both of these to feel intrusive. However, the former's intrusion can often feel less transgressive than the latter's. When an ad shows up in a podcast episode that I specifically sought out to consume, I find that I don't quite mind listening to a 30-second divergence from the topic at hand. This attentiveness to ads is one of the reasons host red ads stick. Ross Adams, CEO of Acast, tells me, When looking at one of our markets specifically, Acast UK recently paired with YouGov to run a survey on podcasts. Of more than 2,000 respondents, those who refer to themselves as active podcast listeners, listening at least once per week, shared that podcasts came far ahead of any other digital media, including YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, in relation to trust. 75% of respondents regarded podcasts are very or somewhat trustworthy, a 22% higher score than the next listed media on the list, YouTube. Mikhail Elsesser, co-founder of Radiolab and WNYC, put it best when he said, host tread podcast ads are effective because they're leveraging the time the listener has invested in the relationship and physiology of the media. This one-is-to-one, host-is-to-listener relationship that nurtures the feeling of intimacy, it tricks the brain into thinking they really know and can trust the host. Compare this to most other forms of influencer marketing. There is a many-to-one dynamic and posts from influencers can show up in a single feed and where every fourth post is a sponsored and overproduced extravaganza, or at least so it seems. This contrast in the relationship experience of host-read ads and influencer marketing is revealed in both data and anecdote. Last year, Edison Research surveyed podcast super listeners, people who listen to at least five hours of podcasts per week. When compared to other media, podcasts rank the lowest on the there are way too many ads on scale. Go on Reddit for colorful rants about this knee-jerk repulsion to sponsored and paid posts if you want to read more about it. Okay, what about the elephant in the room? Elephant in the room. Far too many marketers don't seem to value and invest in podcast host-read ads as much as they value and invest in influencer marketing. Look, I am yet to find a straightforward answer as to why, but I think I've definitely identified some promising theories that I invite you to explore with me. The first and most ironic candidate theory boils down to, well, branding. While influencers have managed to successfully brand themselves as celebrities and are treated and approached with the deference that celebrities commonly command, podcast hosts feel more like friends, sharing their thoughts and opinions on demand. Interestingly, there seems to be a trend amongst influencers to move to quote-unquote authenticity. I mean, podcast hosts are already there. Marshall Williams, CEO of Ad Results Media, agrees with me here. He says... If the context of an influencer is someone with an audience that they can motivate to take some action, there is no more connected or fertile ground than podcasting. You said it, Marshall. My second theory is that marketers are simply uneducated about how attribution in podcasting works. 
This is probably, at least in part, due to the fact that not enough entities in the podcasting landscape contribute to communicate the technical details of advertising attribution to marketers. In fact, Brian's newsletter is the first of its kind, focusing solely on defining and educating on how to implement ad tech concepts to marketers. Hostred ads have been around since 2004, but only last year did Brian and Magellan AI come up with the, podca- the, with the Podscape, a map of all the players in the podcasting landscape. Now, look, I don't want to say that my off-the-cuff theories exhaustively explain the problem away. This is something that needs a lot more attention than one guest post. However, I'm fairly confident that I'm not totally wrong. To that effect, I have some suggestions about how podcasters can address this issue. My first suggestion is that podcasters should own their value. Heather Osgood, founder of podcast advertising platform True Native Media, said it right. Hostroad ads are valuable because they leverage the influence of the host. Listeners consume shows because they know, like, and trust the host and look up to them for guidance, information, and entertainment. The listener is used to taking advice from the host. This natural progression of recommending a product or service that the host loves is the very definition of influencer marketing. You said it, Heather. There is no reason that podcast hosts cannot actively manage expectations before agreeing to participate in a campaign in the same way that influencers do. There's no reason they shouldn't just introduce or brand themselves as influencers when meeting marketers about advertising campaigns. My second suggestion is that podcasters really need to stop diminishing the advantage they have when it comes to attribution. And they should be able to clearly communicate that advantage to their marketer clients. Let's shift the narrative away from comparing against digital display channels and focus on where we far surpass social media, influencer marketing, and other high-spend, low-tech channels like radio and television. For the marketers out there, it comes down to your brand's goals. The metrics of success are defined by those goals. If brand awareness and online presence is what you seek, both influencer marketing and podcast hosts, host red ads are viable. If sales and growth are your goals, I am not saying one is better than the other. I am just saying that a $10 billion industry is having no problem thriving with less data than we have in podcasting. So let's stop misunderstanding podcast ad tech and start educating yourselves on it. Start by subscribing to Brian's newsletter and following this podcast. I'm going to leave you with a little bit of homework. We could do a survey of marketers that inquires after their understanding of podcast advertising. It should be easy enough to establish a control group for this. Hey, any marketing student out there need a research subject? You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this show and hope you have some time to read the article. Just remember, this is not an exhaustive view of the subject. Please consider this an invitation to start a dialogue on this. Thanks for listening to this narration of the Sounds Profitable article written by Shreya Sharma. Thanks again to Podsites for sponsoring this episode. Podsites, podcast attribution. Go to podsites.com for more information. Special thanks to Ian Powell for engineering this episode. And thank you for following the premium feed of Sounds Profitable, brought to you by Supercast.
And as you probably know, you can always visit soundsproperable.com for more articles like this, marketing deep dives, product deep dives, and the official Sounds Profitable podcast. Thanks for listening.